Welcome back to Kingdom Cast. This is your host, Good Luck Chuck. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and share all your social media platforms. We are here with our post-game recap of last night's grinded out slugfest. We finally got over the hump against Tennessee in the regular season, ending our six-game losing streak in the regular season now. Uh, we hadn't beat them at Arrowhead since 2012 at home, but we finally got over the hump. And we won 20-17 in overtime. Uh, Patrick Mahomes literally had a heavy backpack on his back, literally carried the team last night, and was able to get the dub. So before we get into all that, I'd like to introduce Kylie to the right hand, corner right hand of the screen here. What's uh, up? It's just going to be us two tonight. Uh, you know, country, he's, uh, he's got some obligations to attend to. Uh, Boogie, he's still on vacation or whatnot, enjoying the time of his life. But, yeah, <laughs> but yeah Kylie, how are you doing this evening, though? I'm good. I'm good. Victory Monday. So, you know, uh, not too much to complain about today, even though it was a little bit of a nail biter. But yeah, how are you doing? So I'm great. Yeah, that game was a little stressful last night and a little frustrating at the same time. But, you know, we found a way. So it's all that matters, right? I mean, yeah, that's what I said. A win is a win. May not have been the prettiest at times, but uh, pull out a W at the end of the day. We're six and two now. Can't be upset. Yeah, all, all these are not going to be pretty. You know, it's going to be some games like this. You know, that's just how the NFL is. But, you know, if, if you find a way to get it done, you find a way to get it done. So, yeah. um, let's go and get into it. Um, you know, to me, per I mean, personally, you already know what I'm going to say about the game plan. I didn't like it one bit. I don't like – I know I get Patrick Mahomes is the 500 million dollar quarterback. I get he's the franchise player. He's the guy that you mainly lean on in the majority of these games to get victories. But – that have him drop back like 70 plus times, him throwing it 68 times. I'm not a fan of that. Because I mean, because at some point, if you're gonna if you're gonna do that again, you're gonna end up getting this guy hurt. And that's what I don't want to happen. Like you want this guy around, especially for the playoffs. Um, I felt like and it is another thing that kills me. Like Chiefs fans said that the running game wasn't working, right? It wasn't, but they weren't calling the running plays I suggested. Um, I was on a different platform and I suggested um against that type of defense like you run some counters you run like a split zone split zone option uh you basically run a bunch of a gap runs and they didn't even try to run the ball for real um so but either way it goes like we found a way to get it done so i mean what was your thoughts on the game plan and having patrick mahomes just carry the team the entire way so yeah i don't the running game's an interesting one because on the one hand you say you know they're not they don't run the ball well. They don't run the ball well. But on the other hand, they're not even really putting them in situations to run the ball. I mean, when we've run the ball and we've become and we've made it more of a part of our offense, we've been able to open up things downfield. And I just feel like it didn't work a couple times, and they were just like, "Okay, nope, we're not doing it." And they just abandoned the run way too quickly. Um, it was. I mean, neither Clyde nor Pacheco were, or McKinnon were really getting anything done. I do feel like there were a few screen opportunities where they would kind of get going and um, we would see a little luck there. There was some great ones by McKinnon. So overall, I didn't prefer the <laughs> the lack of a running game. And then I do like Kelsey did great. He went over 100 yards. He had a great he was they were covering him so tight and double coverage and all these other things on him. And it was just hard for him to get open. And he is amazing and still did great. But I just felt like we weren't going to the other receivers enough either. So I just feel like play calling all around. I was a little, I questioned a little. So. Yeah. Um, like 
Yeah, Travis Kelsey, he did. He had himself a game. You know, he, he got his numbers in production and everything. Um, but there was a point in the game where I felt like the Titans defense was getting in his head a little bit because I saw early on David Long, he tried to punt. think he was going to punk somebody the entire game. He tried to get in Travis Kelsey's head a little bit. And it got to a point where, um, you know, on the little scuffles, after the play and stuff, you know, Kelsey kind of lost some concentration a little bit because he had, he had some lapses. He did have some yeah. lapses. And, um, I got frustrated at one point. I put out a tweet saying, look, as great as Travis Kelsey is, I mean, I know Tony Gonzalez said some crazy things about the organization whatever, but skill for skill and what I saw on the field, I mean, I, I can't put Kelsey over Gonzalez all the time. But that's just me personally. But that's not, but, but that don't take away from Kelsey's greatness at all. But I, I haven't seen I, – I, I didn't see Tony Gonzalez have these kind of lapses as far as, like, drops and everything. I mean, he was more shorthanded in my opinion. But that's beside the point, you know. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, personally, I feel like it was more towards like the second half of the game where Kelsey started to really not be able to uh, get open as much. And that's when we were seeing a lot of that frustration. He had the one uh, tipped pass, which became a pick. And I think that obviously really got it like got him down. But what I love about this Chiefs organization, what I love about this team is that they continue to go back to him. And I get that Kelsey's Kelsey, but I feel like even in other area or when we had other receivers who've made mistakes, they go back to them. And um, this was one of those nights where I was kind of like, okay, we keep going back to Kelsey. Like, let's mix it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know I know, sports voice, look, man, we're going to get to the defense, okay? We're going to get to the defense, all right? But it wasn't all defense, bro. Yeah. But we'll, we'll get to that, all right? And, yes, he did miss Kelsey open on in all yes. the time. Yes. Yes, we definitely saw that. Like, I ain't going to hold you, like. Mahomes, he wasn't at his best. I mean, I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying the dude was perfect. I'm not saying that. But given the the game plan that I didn't agree with, uh, given all the circumstances that we had to deal with, we found a way to get it done somehow, you know. But moving forward, I don't want us to have to do that again with Patrick. That's all I'm saying. Right. Right. Um, and I feel like as it pertains to Patrick, I think with Patrick, though, personally, like, there were I did question his decision-making. At times, it felt like he would, he would talk back. He wanted to throw it, he wanted to throw it, and then he wouldn't. And I don't know if that was more of a rep- representation of, like, the wide receivers not being able to break apart and get um, any separation, or if he was just not trusting some of them. So I don't really know what that um, accounts to. But I also feel like he didn't really have a ton of time in the pocket. I mean, I don't feel like our O-line was that great, and I feel like between Wiley and Orlando Brown Jr., he had a hard time. And he was yeah, sacked Mar- like four times. <laughs> yeah, Mario Evans Jr. had himself a game on that defense line. And uh, Jeffrey Simmons, he balled out too. He showed why he's still one of the best interior linemen in the league. Um, but, you know, it was great seeing Patrick Mahomes uh, put him in the dirt, though, when he ran in with yeah. a touchdown. You know, it was great seeing that. But, um, yeah. but other than that, yeah, Tennessee, uh, they play tough, man. They play tough for sure. I mean, you got, definitely got to give credit to their defense for making us work for everything. Uh, but – but but before we do get into the defense, um, I know I saw, I know I saw Mr. Austin here saying he was done with Harmon. And whoa, I, I, I mean, what? Here's the thing, like McCole. I mean, I really didn't see anything major. Like, did he really make a big mistake out there last night? Because I remember, like, late in the fourth quarter, um, there was a controversy talking about uh, Mahomes miss Harmon or whatever, but. Mm-hmm. Bobby Stroop, he cleared all it up, said that uh, the safety was Baden Harmon. And I did look at it look at it again last night. 
And I was like, yeah, you know, Kevin Byron, he he might he might be trying to bait Mahomes to that throw because uh, Byron's so good where he can recover and get to that spot and pick those type of passes off. So, there's yeah, that, but I don't I don't know that I'm I don't know how you can be done with Hartman. He had a touchdown last night. He was definitely played a part in that last night's win. Right. Um, I can get, I get I know he had a drop pass, uh, a pretty crucial one to be honest. I mean. We ended up with a win, but those are going to be some of those plays where you're like, I mean, that's a that could be a difference in a ball game. So, um, I get, I, I don't know. I'm still on. I'm still a fan. I'm still gonna. I'm still gonna rock with Hardman. Yeah, exactly. Hardman. I thought Hardman played all right last night, in my opinion. But yeah. Um, okay, Sport Voice. Look, y'all played the Panthers yesterday. Who are the Panthers, bro? Get out of here. Get out of here, bro. I ain't putting no more of your comments on this. Stuff. No, we're done. We're, we're done with you for tonight. But anyway, um, yeah, Harmon, yeah, I do remember that drop, Robert. Uh, he did let a ball get off his chest. You know, the ball did was in between the one and the seven. But other than that, I thought he played all right, man. Uh, and I think if they continue to do those, uh, get him in a um, – give him the ball in space and he gets those jet sweeps and all that, like – he continues to show like that's where he thrives. So if they can continue to drop those right play those plays for him, I think he only I think he's got like seven touchdowns on the season. Yeah. I mean, the kid and he's got like I don't know how many yards he has, but he's doing well. I think we'd be I'm pretty happy with him. Right. Um uh, Kadarius Tony, yeah, yeah, let's talk about it. Um it's limited snaps. I did like what I seen. Um, you know, he didn't get much action, but I do remember like his main highlight of the night was when uh he picked up he picked up that blitz. He put a chip on somebody. I can't remember yeah. who it was, and he, but he flattened them pretty good to the ground. So you know, there's that, and that's how that's how you earn snaps on this team. And I feel yeah. like Tony's gonna he's gonna be involved in this offense uh, more often, uh, quicker than expected. It seems like he's starting to pick it up just based on this first game. Uh, but you know, we'll see what happens moving forward. But I think he can be a intricate part of this team as we make this run uh, towards the playoffs. So. Yeah, I I like what I saw. I was very surprised to see them go to him. I think he was the first play of the game. They went right to him. Uh, I was really surprised, but I also liked what I saw. I thought he did a great job um, taking opportunities when he was handed them. And I think, you know, look, I think it's one of those things where it's like we have another weapon now. So get it out there. Don't really give him too much on tape, but let him know, like, there's another guy here that you need to pay attention to. Like, we're going to throw to him. He's not just going to be this guy that's going to sit in the background like, you know, Josh Gordon was last year or even Sky Moore's been so far. So I think it was good for them, for other teams to be like, oh, wow, they do have a, another weapon. And on top of that, Tony is a young guy. I mean, Josh Gordon, he was well past his prime that he had in Cleveland. Like, this was the guy that was in and out of football. But Tony, he's, he's still a young guy. You know, he's been involved in football. He's still been – get himself ready, you know, despite, um, you know, him and the Giants not seeing eye to eye, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see what he's going to bring to the table once he gets the full amount of snaps. But let's talk about Juju, man. Juju had another solid game. Um, he had 10 catches. It was only 85 yards. But, you know, it was a couple of third down catches that he made. And, you know, he made some catches to where he took some hits and, you know, just hung onto the ball. He did his thing. I think he only had like I think he only had one drop as well, but other than that, he's been pretty productive. So, and there's a there's a question that's been floating around with Juju. Like, is Juju for certain that he's gonna be on this team moving forward? Like after this year is up, is he gonna get a new deal with us? I mean, I would say extend him now, 
because yeah. the, the chemistry continues to build each week consistently. I mean, he is the most consistent receiver outside of Travis Kelsey. Like he's solidified himself as wide receiver one. Uh, he continues to get better with yards after the catch. Like I, I really liked what I've seen. I would love to extend him. I don't know what he's thinking. I would hope he wants to stay in KC. If the, you know, if they can come to an agreement, that would be great. We have to re-sign Juju. I would completely agree. Yeah, I think he's done enough uh, to this point. And, you know, me and Boogie, we talked about it before the season. Like, they was disrespecting his uh, yardage prop before the season. I think he's going to run right through it. Um, he'll get, like, I think he's going to end up with, like, 900 or more. And I think that's pretty decent. What did he uh, just uh, – what does he have right now on the year, uh, on the season? So I can pull it up real quick. I'm not sure, but – I definitely think he's proven. I mean, he was, he's got what? He, I mean, he had 10 catches yesterday, 11 or 12 targets, or yeah. 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 Him and uh, Travis was getting peppered with a lot of targets. Travis had 17 targets, mm-hmm. but um, Juju right now, he's at 582 yards and two touchdowns on the year. I mean, we're only halfway before, through the season. Yeah. That, that's, that's not bad at all. So, no. He may be able to get a thousand. He may be able to get that thousand. So, and I think yeah. I, I think I said that Judy was going to get a thousand before the season started anyway. So, um, well, there you go. I'm with you, Chris. I'm with yeah. you. We're on top of it now. So, yeah, yeah. If yeah, if yes, I mean, if yes, he didn't get that involved in this game yesterday. Um, but you know, he's he's been doing all right for his role. I mean, I feel like he's doing better than what he did in Green Bay. So there's that. Do we think yesterday, though, did, and I don't know, but did Tony get some of those snaps that uh, that MVS normally gets? Um, Just a little bit. I mean, I'll have to really look at the snap count chart because I haven't I haven't looked I haven't looked at uh, like, you know, Nick Jacobs post because Nick Jacobs, he normally has the little snap count chart from the game from the after the games and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So I would, I would really have to look for that. But. If it if that's the case, I mean, I feel like he didn't really cut in the MVS that much, but you right. may have a point there. You may have a point there. He might he might did cut in the uh, MVS snaps a little bit. So yeah, well, and I mean that's just yesterday's game. I mean, I know throughout this season he's been like he'll have a hot game and then kind of be like, where did MVS go? And then I'll have another good game, and you know he's kind of been a little um, inconsistent in that sense. So. I mean, I can, I get people's frustration, but he is – when he shows up, he shows up. And I think with our wide receiver depth, like Patrick was saying at the beginning of the season, like every guy is going to have their day. Yep. And right now I'm looking at Snapchart now. Um, Tony only played nine snaps, which is about right. Oh, wow. And MVS played 71% of the snaps. So, so yeah, like that's – it didn't cut into it too much, you know. Um, MVS, I mean, he may he may have played a little bit of a higher percentage before, but he still had plenty of snaps, in my opinion. So it's just that uh, he wasn't that involved in the game plan. It is what it is. All right, but let's talk about the defense, though. Defense, man, like early on, you know, Derrick Henry did his thing. You know, he's still one of the best running backs in the league. He got his two touchdowns early on. But in the second half, a major adjustment I noticed. Um I Spag saw what I saw with Derek Nottie. Derek Nottie was getting blown off the ball pretty bad, and he put Colin Saunders in there, and Colin did his thing. Colin was a monster. So, um, And Derek Henry, he didn't really do much in the second half. He was pretty quiet. 
think he was held like under 30 yards rushing in the second half. So um, defense did their thing. Defense did their thing after that. And I know people are going to talk about, you know, Malik Wills is a rookie. You know, he's inexperienced and all this other stuff. But it is what it is, man. I mean, injuries part of the game, and they invest in their future in them. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, so I was – Obviously, it was very frustrating in the first half to watch our defense get ran all over. So to see them come out again, which props to Spags, he continues to make adjustments. These are Carlos Dunlap. Yep. Yep. Carlos Dunlap. Um, but he continues to make these adjustments. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's making adjustments and it's working. And that's crazy because these are things I didn't see from Spags last season um, or it would be like too little too late. And uh, so I really love to see that. I also feel like they were um, kind of stacking the box more in the second half so adding a few more men in there and um stopping with the double or that um uh the two shell coverage so i mean i don't know why they were doing that in the beginning in the first place <laughs> you knew what probably wasn't gonna throw but oh well um and then i feel like yeah it was malik willis he was a he's a rookie i get it second starting game i get it but once he discovered that he could start running the ball like they kind of threw us for a loop there. And so it was like, oh, an adjustment, because not only are you looking for Derrick Henry, but now you're looking for Malik Willis. So um, it took us a second to adjust to that. There's one play, um, I think Nick Bolton or something had a really big play towards the end with him. And I, and then of course, at the end of the game, just Saunders coming in and like Dunlap coming in and it was, it was great. So props to the defense. The defense came to play in the second half. I love seeing those adjustments. Yeah. Um, now, now, um, I'm not gonna say too much about the linebacks. I mean, linebacks did their thing. Um, let's go to the secondary. Trent McDuffie, you know, again, I know it's Malik Willis. Uh, they haven't thrown that many passes so far as NFL career, but uh, just from what I saw, you know, just um, just looking at the little bit I'm able to see from McDuffie. I mean, I wish they had the all 22 up by now so I can actually pay more close attention to him from that point of view. But McDuffie did his thing last night. I mean, what you think about the kid McDuffie? Because I know he had a pass uh, breakup. He did, and I love to see. I what's great about McDuffie is he's out there, but you don't really know he's out there. He just kind of is quietly killing it, which is which is really great. Um, and I feel like even the same for what like the whole secondary really last night kind of just quietly did their thing. And I I mean the lack of pen, obviously we had a hard time with penalties specifically in the trenches. Um, but as far as like getting those PIs, those easy personal or pass interference calls, like you didn't really see that. So for a young secondary, that's awesome. Yeah, Josh Williams did have a great tackle. I do remember that, Robert. Yeah, most definitely. Um, everybody's second ball, secondary ball down. Now, I, I did have some concerns about Juan. Juan, he didn't really have a great first half. Um, I know Boogie was in the chat was talking about man, why out here getting beat off the ball and stuff, and, you know, but um, turn around a bit in the second half. Now, let's talk about your boy, um, Justin Reed, because I know you're a big fan of his. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, you know, what's been going on with him lately in the past few games? I don't know. I mean, I definitely, I know he's showing up and I see him making tackles. Uh, last night, what actually really impressed me with Justin Reed was um, a couple of those. Uh, where the ball kind of got away from him, the run kind of got away from him, and we thought for sure it was going to be a touchdown. I mean, Justin Reed was there to make the play. He didn't quit. He didn't give up. He made the tackle. And that was the difference in, I mean, 
potentially more touchdowns in the first half. But those are things that you were not going to see, that you didn't see last season in our secondary. Like, that would have been a touchdown right away because they gave up. Whereas the energy and just the will to continue to play until the play is over, like, you see that with Karloftis, you see that with Reed, you see that with Bolton, you see that with this entire defense. And um, that's what I really loved about Justin Reed, setting an example, like, we're not going to quit on this play, I'm going to make this tackle. And he did, and that was, like, two or three times he did that. Yeah, yeah, I did see those um, two different occasions, uh, at least where I remember from last night, he did uh, save some touchdowns. So, I mean, there is that, um, you know. What I know, you <laughs> Yeah, but I know there's been like you know a couple of games where, you know he he might have misread misdiagnosed the play and he kind of got out of position a little bit. But you know, overall the deep the defense has been a big reason why we in, in this ball games because um, really like we look at it, both of these losses, both of the losses that's been on our record this season has been due to the offense, the offense sputtering and you know, just trying to depend on, you know, Mahomes a little too much, uh, questionable play calls and short yard situations, all that stuff. So, um, but there's another thing I definitely, there's another thing I want to talk about. Uh, you know, Jalen Watson, uh, Jalen Watson, he got hurt last night, but at Coach, Coach Reed this morning, he said that he really just got dirt in his eyes. Like it wasn't really nothing serious. So, you know, I guess, I guess that's good news then, you know, so. Because uh, I yeah. definitely was concerned about I definitely was concerned about the young bull. Because I was like, man, we just got McDuffie back, and now our late round bull getting hurt. That was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like um, Frank Clark was missed last night? I know Carlos Dunlap came up big, but um, well, I mean, in the first half, it kind of seemed like he was missed a little bit, but you know, like. We mentioned earlier, Spags making a big adjustment in the second half to get Saunders lined up next to Chris Jones. Uh, that helped. That helped us uh, control the middle of, in the trenches a little more, and mm-hmm. able to fill in those a gaps, whatnot. So, um, but in the first half, I definitely was frustrated because, like I said, man, this this is why that we need to bring in a guy like Nadal Kisu because none of these guys lined up next to Chris Jones are able to help control the middle and plug up the gaps in the run game. Um, but you know, well, we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. But I would, but like I said, I, I've been saying it for the longest. I would love to have him down against here because I think we're going to Arizona for sure if we bring him in. That's just my opinion. And yeah. Chris Jones be even more lethal playing alongside him. So let's see. I got a question. Do here. you think? Do y'all, do y'all think? I'll go ahead. We could be here next season. Or are they going to groom Cook for his role? Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's coin flip. I I don't think Thornhill will be here next year. I think if you if you look at Thornhill's season, he's been very up and down, and I think they really like what they see in this young cornerback group and with these young safeties in this class that's come in. I just I don't know. I don't think Thornhill will be in, be here next year. Yeah, I mean I wouldn't be shocked by anything that happens. So you know it is what it is. But you had a question, and I I accidentally cut you off. So. I don't know what it was. What were we talking? I don't remember what I was going to ask you. Uh, well, but I'm sure it'll anyway, I'm sure it'll come. Oh, I'm sure. It'll come yeah. Um. So, what did you think of Bucker last night? Ooh, How man. are we feeling about Bucker? We got. Yeah, there might be some questions with Bucker, man, because ever since Bucker thought he was Steph Curry when he kicked that long field goal before the half in his first game back. 
Uh, yeah, I'm just saying, like, you remember when he kicked the ball, he didn't look at it? I know. <laughs> All of a sudden, he missing extra points and, yeah. and short yeah. field goals. Yeah, he feeling himself a little too much. So Yeah. I mean, I, there was, like, parts in that second half where I was like, just go for it. <laughs> like, I don't know. Because he missed, like you said, he missed the extra point, the field goal, and he missed one. Didn't he miss one in San Francisco? Yeah, he did. He's been a little off lately. Uh, I still think he's. I th- still think he's great. I still want him on the team. I just. I don't know if he's still hurt. Maybe I don't know if he's still nursing that ankle a little bit or the Steph Curry thing got to him. Uh, yeah, they re-keep the short stuff. <laughs> I know we haven't seen him kick even through all of those bad um, replacement kickers we had when Bucker was out. They never put Reed back in. Yeah, they trying to they trying to save him up for defense more often, you know. They don't want to yeah. open them, so. But well, well, speaking of special teams, were you good with are you good with Hardman running it back? Absolutely. I mean, he got the most experience out of everybody um, as far as regard as far as uh, punt returns and everything. Now, I was expecting the Joga to be back there getting an opportunity, but you know they decided to stick to what was working in the first place. But, you know, I remember back when Harden was back there, like his rookie year and stuff, and he had a rough time too. Uh, but at the same time, Harden had a little more experience uh, still, you know, in that role in comparison to Scott Moore. So mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm cool with it. But I do like – I would like to see them use the Joker in that situation too. Yeah. A little bit, so. Yeah, for sure. He's in fully healthy. Um, I mean – I think he's just missing, man, to be honest. I, I think he's all right. I think he's just missing. Yeah. But he well, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to need him to make him. And, okay, real side note. So I had one of my fantasy leagues, I have Butker, and I was miss, I was losing by, like, three points. And I just had Butker left, and the other guy had no one left. And I Butker missed it. I was like, dude, I really need you to make these field goals, these extra points. And then he did finally make one, and I got – I beat him by one point. Woo! I talk about woo. Yeah, I was like, come on, Butker. Obviously one of the Chiefs to win, but uh, there was a little alternative motive in the Butker kicks for me last night. Oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. And speaking of fantasy leagues, uh, I remember Boogie said that – I was in a rebuilding year when he saw my roster at first, but I'm kind of near the top of the standings right now. But, you know. He, oh, is he, that right? Yeah, he's currently losing his matchup. And um, before he went off vacation, he apparently forgot to put Austin Eckler in his starting lineup. I mean, I don't know how he missed that one, but he still would have lost anyway. But, yeah, I'm, I'm on your ass, Boogie. I'm on your ass, <laughs> sir. <laughs> well, and I actually beat country this weekend, so. Saw that. Maybe that's why they didn't show up tonight. They just feel a little embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. No. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna reveal those prizes soon for that uh, fantasy league, whatever. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for that, people. If you're in the fantasy league, so. Um. But yeah, I wanna I wanna talk about uh the overtime and everything, or like late in the fourth quarter overtime, because we need to talk about another unsung hero. Um, big shout out to Noah Gray because on that third inches, I wasn't a fan of that play call. Like, third inches, you got Michael Burton in there. I mean, I would have liked it on the lead block so we can run it for the first down because I, I just knew the Titans was going to sit on the little rollout or whatever. But Noah found a way to get open and he made an incredible catch. 
over one or two, one defender, I believe. I want to oh say two, gosh. but I think it was just one. But yeah, it was an incredible catch, though. Uh, kept our drive alive and everything. So that was another key component in our game. And as the season has gone along, you know, no great is getting better. You know, there's limited snaps. You know, he's been there uh, blocking. He's been in there running routes and stuff. And when he's had opportunities, made the best of it so far. So, I mean, um, what do you think about Noah Gray and his progression this year in comparison to his rookie season? I I love it. I When he made that catch last night, it was just – I was just <laughs> I'm just thinking I was doing this. But um, I was – you could just see the growth there. But then, like, you had mentioned blocking. I've been very impressed with his blocking throughout the season. Um, I think if they continue to use him there, and then as Kelsey kind of – Kelsey's not going anywhere. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I think he's really learning under Kelsey a lot. Um, starting to see a little bit of Travis Kelsey in him. You're actually starting to see a little bit more um, Travis Kelsey and a few of these receivers as far as like going out, pivoting, turning right back around and grabbing uh, grabbing more yards after the catch. So I, I love No Gray. I'm a big fan. I am curious to see what happens if and when Blake Bell comes back, um, how that might change things with the tight ends. And then was Fordson out this week? Yeah, he was out. He was inactive. Okay, that's why that. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. Do you know Blake Bell? Um, I haven't, I haven't really heard much, man, because I, I really thought he would be back by now. But, you know, I guess it's taking a little longer than expected for him to recover. So, um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know what's going on with that, personally. Um, the last thing I saw, like, the last week when uh, Mac McMullen, um, you know, he's works with the Chiefs and stuff. He does a little uh podcast with Mitch Holtis. He was saying that uh Coach Reed told him that Blake Bell was close as far as his progress and rehab. Um, and then Coach Reed said they'll see how he does over the next few weeks. So a few weeks, I mean, I don't know, you can say maybe three more weeks if you just go yeah. by the word few. So there's that. Well, so, do you guys think Rojo can help in the short to go situations? I hate to see CH in the backfield on third and short. I mean, is Rojo even gonna play? <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> he said he wanted out, and the Chiefs was like, no. And that, but now it's like, okay, you told him no. You want to keep him? Okay, is he is he gonna play at some point? So I don't know. I mean, he I can't. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I feel like, why are we not playing Rojo? Because we need to really address the running game. And I don't – yeah, we just really need to address the running game. Because we're going to continue to move forward and make a playoff run. Like, we're going to have to run the ball. And we're going to have to run the ball consistently. And right now, we're not doing either of those things. And you've seen, when we do run the ball, how much better our offense looks. So, um, I don't know. At this point, I'm kind of like, let's see what Rojo does. Like, we need to start trying things. And if we're not going to try things with the running backs, then we need, I don't know, do we start mixing things up with the offensive line? Because I'm not impressed with how Orlando Brown Jr. has been lately. And I don't know if he's, I don't know what you do there. I don't have the solution and I may not know what I'm talking about, but <laughs> I just feel like Orlando Brown Jr. is not really cutting it for me right now. And why he really had a tough night as well. Yeah, um, the thing thing is this, like, with Orlando Brown, okay, people got on me last night because I, I said he's getting whooped or whatever, and then they was talking about, well, it's a cover sack. How long is it a block? Five or six seconds? And I'm like, I'm like, all right, man. So I looked at the play over and over again, and I'm like, okay, 
I'll give the Titans defense credit because there was times where there was coverage sacks. You know, the Titans just had everything covered up. Um, receivers didn't get open. I mean, the, I, I've already said earlier in the show that the Titans defense made us work for everything. But at the same mm-hmm. time, you can't say it's all this covered sacks. I mean, some of it is Orlando Brown. So it, it's like a yin and yang, but Orlando Brown ain't played near the level of money he was asking when he was talking about Trent Williams money. Like, you ain't nowhere near on the level of Trent Williams. Like, you're not even close, bro. So. Right. Right. I'm very happy that Beach and company did not give him the bag this offseason like they were, like he was really pushing for. Because I I don't, in a prove-it year like he's kind of in right now, I, I just feel like his level of play should be higher. And I'm thinking if they had given him the bag, what would we be seeing right now? Um, and then people are saying, you know, he's hurt. I, is he hurt? Like, or is that just what people are like? They assume he's hurt, like, because he's not on the injury report. Man, at this point in the season, everybody hurt. We we halfway through the season now. <laughs> like, everybody got some knickknacks. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's well, I've been important. hearing this. Well, I've been hearing that he's been hurt since week one. So, not he's been he's been, well, he's been banged up. He's been banged. Up. Okay. Well. It's, right. it's like, look, if you out there, man, you basically healthy. Like, you may not be 100%, but you was good enough to play. So, if you're not good enough to play, why are you out there? Right. But, I don't know. I'm just – I have frustrations. That's where I have frustrations is the offensive line. Yeah. And, like, based on our how our draft position is going to be in the next few years, it's like it's going to be tough to get one of them top-tier tackles in the draft. Like, you really got to do some scouting to – uh, get one to fall on your lap where you at. So uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes, man. I mean, Lando still got time to turn things around, but man, Mario Edwards, man, Mario Edwards had himself a game. And Mario Edwards, he he was a guy that hadn't really made a serious impact in the league throughout his career so far. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, and I I don't want to just like dish hate on to Orlando Brown Jr. I I was a big fan. I really wanted them to get a deal done before the season. They didn't. I just I gotta see more for what he was asking, and also you're protecting Patrick Mahomes, so it's like there's a little of that. Yeah, you protect the franchise. Right. So, yeah. Listen, and we was going off your words too, bro. You was like, I'm gonna make sure nobody really gets a hand on Patrick Mahomes, and it's not it's not turned out great so far. So right. No, he had eight QB hits yesterday, four sacks. Don't like that. Don't no. Like but but anyway, um, it, let's talk about Wiley too, because, oh uh, yeah, Wiley he has been struggling too. Now I don't know how Lucas Niang's health is. I mean, do you at this point like if Niang is healthy and ready to go? I mean, would you mind giving him one more chance? I mean, yeah, I think at this point you have to. I think, like, to me, that's where our biggest weakness is right now is within that offensive line. I'm shocked to be saying this because I thought with the lack of our knowledge on what we were getting with wide receivers and what we were getting with this young defense, I certainly did not think that halfway through the season I would be like, hmm, I got questions about our O-line, specifically after last season. But I do. Um, so I think at this point, yeah, you you got to put them in there and – and see if he can, you know, start a change there? Or, I mean, do you move Orlando Brown Jr. to the right side and then find someone else to be 
left tackle or yeah i, I don't know worst uh, yeah <laughs> yeah um but you know i mean with that being said yeah offensive line i mean they definitely could have been better last night you know many of the tackles but overall man that Titans defense line was just doing work last night i mean right stylistically we've been having issues with that team uh for a minute but just to finally get over that hump and find a way to get it done you know i mean that's got to be a good thing moving forward but i just want i just need to see better game plans moving forward i mean i don't want patrick to have to just throw the ball that much and then be the only running game you know what i mean that was our that was basically our running game it was patrick mahomes when he scrambled out the pocket and it took off so for sure yeah, well, and I think, too, like, we have to think about, you know, the teams that we're going to be matching in the playoffs are teams who went out and got good pass rush, like, that have a good pass rush. And we're going to have to be able to protect against that. The Bills, um, the Titans, could potentially, we could see them down the, ro- down the road. Um, well, the Chargers, I know they're really banged up right now, but we struggled in that game, and that was part of it. So we just got to figure out our own line. But, Caleb, I definitely agree. I mean, Mahomes can't. What do you say? He said that Mahomes can hold to the ball long too, which he gives receivers more chances one on one. Let MVS and Juju use that size against these corners. I'm like, yeah, Mahomes, mm-hmm. he will have a tendency to hold on to the ball a long time too, thinking he can make a spectacular play at times. Uh, but you know, when you're that talented and gifted, I mean, that sometimes that habit does come up. But I do do agree with that, Caleb. So, um, just to go ahead and conclude our you know analysis of the game and stuff, uh, that overtime was pretty crucial because we the offense is on the field for a pretty long time and they gave the defense enough time to rest, catch their breath and everything. And then, you know, when we eventually got the field goal after going for it on fourth down, converting it, um, I was like, cool. Like we will, the defense is well rested. We should be able to go after Malik. And that's what happened, man. Like them boys turned up, you know, shout out to Dale Lash, shout out to Saunders, Chris Jones and, I can just tell. I'm like, look, Malik, real, Malik Willis is not ready for this moment. It's only his second start, so we need to get after him. And they did. Yeah. Yes, they did. Uh, man, I, I want to go back to overtime and then the offense. And yes, they were on the field. They were there for a long time. They were allowed uh, allowed our defense to rest, but not getting that touchdown down there after such a great drive. I mean, and to put them even to even be able to give the ball. Back, back to the Titans and put them in a position where they could possibly come back and, you know, score a touchdown win. I get it. It's Malik Willis. I know that they struggled and our defense came up huge to stop them. But our offense stalled again in such a crucial moment right there. And happy our defense came up. But that was, oh, I mean, I get, and I think what, the Titans do have what, one of the best red zone defenses? Yeah. And like the Titans, they, they they was the best third down defense in the league heading to this game. You know, it was going to be a battle of, yeah. um, you know, I forgot what the analogy is. Uh, the mobile object against the uh, – uh, I can't remember. But, yeah, the Chiefs, <laughs> they was the best third down offense in the league. And, you know, something had to give. And the Titans, like I said, they was making us work for it. So, yeah. And they played physical, like you said earlier. They played very physical. And uh, I think we even had a few missed flags, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, mean, I want to talk about that, too. <laughs> but what I meant to say was the movable first versus the movable object. That's what I was trying to get to. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, Cleek Blakeman, man, look, this dude is getting out of hand with these penalties because they said before the game his officiating crew 
has thrown through like the most penalties in the league this year. And like I feel like there was a flag like every two plays it felt like. Like it was just getting ridiculous yes. now. And it wasn't and, and I'm not even talking about the flags that was against us. I mean the Titans had some BS calls that went against them too. Like it was just it was overall sloppiness, man. And and, and the Titans, they was they was complaining about, you know, Travis Kelsey, you know, taking the dude's helmet off when we went for two or whatever. But it's like, I, I, I get it. You know, I feel like that should have been an offsetting penalty. But y'all not looking at the fact, oh, boy, was mugging Kelsey, too. Grab him first. You know what I mean? So, at least call the offsetting yep. penalty again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and they were just playing physical. And they were – anytime we're going to play physical until they were going to get called on it. And they just didn't. And – you're right. It was just a poorly called game on both sides of the ball. And I feel like around the league in general, there was just, there's just a lot of inconsistencies around the league with what's a penalty, what's not a penalty. And uh, some of them are costing games. And it's, a, it's again, I'm looking at NFL officiating because there just needs to be more accountability. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse with this. But there has to be more accountability for them to have to be consistent, have to explain – some of their calls after the game, like it's just, it's really impacting the game. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you on that 100%. Um, but yes, but shout out to the Chiefs on getting it done, man. Um, we on the Jacksonville. And now let's go ahead and go across the league because I've seen people in the comment session, you know, talking about Josh Allen. Now, the, the Bills, man, they, they, um, they, they, they slept while in New York yesterday. Um, they they jumped on New York early on, but then the Jets they they fought hard. They stayed in it, and they made jo- they forced Josh Allen to some terrible mistakes. And in the past few games, Josh Allen is starting to show a chink in his armor a little bit. Uh, he's thrown four interceptions, only completed fifty two percent of his passes, only threw two touchdowns. I mean, he's raining a couple, but he hasn't looked all that great. And now I'm seeing the report that he's getting evaluated for a possible UCL injury. And that's not good because I did see at the end of the game, like right before he threw that, launched that 70 yarder to Gabe Davis, they got knocked down. Um, mm-hmm. He was shaking his arm and his hand and everything. And like right before that, I did see that, you know, his arm kind of bent awkwardly and stuff when he got hit and fumbled. So that's something to keep an eye on, man, because if this ain't anything serious, uh, that could put a damper in the Bill season a little bit. So, I mean, uh, what's your thoughts on the Bills dropping the ball yesterday and Josh Allen's possible injury. Well, you said it could put a damper in um, the Bills' season. It could certainly do that because they're so reliant on Josh Allen. Not that, I mean, he's your QB, QB1, I get that, but they are so reliant on him in the run game and in the pass game and in the run game. I mean, what, does he have, like, how many rushing yards did he have yesterday? But they can't run the ball outside of him. And it forces him to make mistakes, and he's in putting himself in situations where he's going to get hurt. The situation where he actually got hurt yesterday wasn't even him running around, which is kind of ironic. But um, I hope he's okay. But I don't know. You never want to see a quarterback go down like that. Um, they're going to really be hurting if he's out for a week or two. But, hell, we was using Patrick Mahomes like Josh Allen last night, and I don't want that to happen again. But for sure. You're absolutely, absolutely. You're absolutely right on Josh Allen. They they definitely are super relying on him. Like at least we proved that we can run the ball with our running backs. Um as far as they concerned, 
um, they haven't really proved it for real that they can run with their running backs and everything. Like they, they definitely more. And Josh Allen, this is the thing with him. He's talented, but he can't play on the center. That's a huge difference. Like we see Mahomes play on the center. I mean, he's been cool. Like he at least attempts to. I mean, Josh Allen, when he go, like, do you even see him under center for real? Like it's very rare that they use him under center. And like you mentioned, he's, they very depend on him to run the football. Cause you, you asked about his rushing yards yesterday. He had 86 yards rushing on the ground and two touchdowns on nine carries. So that's a huge workload. And mm-hmm. and when you're using a quarterback like that, he's going to eventually get hurt. And you saw it yesterday. Now, he didn't get hurt running mm-hmm. the ball. You know, he got hurt trying to throw the ball. But, I mean, as I said before, when you over, over, overwork your quarterback like that, they eventually get hurt. So. Yeah. And the Bills are a really great team. Not trying to take anything away from them. They're a great team. And any given Sunday, and the Jets came to play, and they were able to um, stop the – their secondary was able to stop the Bills and stop da- uh, Davis and you know, Diggs. And they really put it – I mean, Sauce Gardner is amazing. So, like, <laughs> there's that. But, I mean, it definitely forced the Bills to go and run the ball, and they couldn't really do it. And then on the other side of that, the Jets were running the ball. And the Bills were having a difficult time stopping it. And, you know, Josh Allen threw two really bad picks. And that was a close game. And those are the kind of games that the Bills struggle to win. And those are the kind of games that affect your seeding down the road. And they they affect whether you have home field advantage or you don't. And they have to find a way to win those close games. Because right now I feel like it's either they're blowing them out or they're losing to a team that they probably shouldn't lose to by three points. And we saw that last year with the Bills. Like, mm-hmm. um, they, they go against the inferior opponents, or they'll, and they'll sometimes lose, or they'll barely escape. Um, this time, they couldn't escape. And, like, and we know how these divisional games, though. These divisional, the divisional mm-hmm. games are not easy. And credit to the Jets. The Jets, they've been balling this year, um, mainly defensively. As Chris mentioned, Sauce Garner, He's playing like one of the best corners in the league already. Um, you know, there's another corner on the other side. His name is DJ Reed. He's been just as good as Sauce Garner, too. So uh, that secondary playing lights out. Uh, Quinn Williams playing like one of the best interior defensive tackles in the league. Uh, you still got CJ Mosley there. So uh, mm-hmm. that just defensive unit, they playing some ball. And offensively, they still – it's fortunate that they still ran the ball, you know, even though – uh, Brees Hall, that's a big loss for them because I feel mm-hmm. like Brees Hall was about to lock up offensive rookie of the year. Um, but, you know, they just got the Jets, they just find a way to get get it done despite the inferior quarterback play at the moment. Because I mean, no, I, 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 <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, because I would say, like, if the Jets had a better quarterback, I mean, I would mm-hmm. really take them more seriously as far as contending in the playoffs. But uh, Zach Wilson, I don't think he's ever going to be it. That's just me. I can, no, I completely agree with you. I actually said that yesterday. I was like, like the Jets are a QB away from being where they need to be. Uh, it's unfortunate. I, I've seen some people kind of disagree, but oh, so well. I guess. <laughs> well, I guess Kylie has something going on here for a sec, but. You know, um, we'll I'll chop it up with y'all until she gets back. But yeah, um, basically agreeing that 
you know, Zach Wilson, he really is not the answer right now at quarterback. Um, I just I feel like I feel like Zach Wilson was like a, a Johnny Manziel in the smaller conference, um, just based on what I saw in college. And and that's just what it is. Um, we'll see if the Jets actually take that quarterback position seriously moving forward. But I just think at the end of the day, uh, Zach Wilson is going to cost them more games than not. So. So you doing all right? You good? <laughs> you still muted. I started choking. <laughs> oh man. Oh no. And I was like, send help. Yeah, I looked at it. I was like, oh man, is he all right? Whew. But <clears throat> yeah, I was like, oh no. Yeah. Like, we don't need anything, we don't need anything else happening to you. So you just got back. But yeah, um, but yeah, but yeah, but Stars, I agree with you, bro. Um, that's definitely a difference between us and the Bills. Uh, we find we we find a way to come through on when these games are ugly, and you know the Bills they still gotta figure out. They still gotta get used to winning. So even though they had a good season last year, uh, they still they still gotta find a ways to get it done in close games. So um, I also want to talk about. I also want to talk about, let's see here. I want to talk about, about the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings, they're currently 7-1, and they are the second seed in the NFC right behind the Eagles. Now, they aren't being talked about still. Um, I saw that Kirk Cousins, you know, he turned into, uh, he turned into a rapper yesterday wearing all them doggone chains and that jewelry uh, you know, around his neck and fingers and stuff. Like, <laughs> that, that dude's out here looking like, um, what's that one rapper? Not Paul Wall. It's a different rapper, man. I can't remember, but, <laughs> but anyway, uh, do you take, do, do you take the Minnesota Vikings seriously, Kylie, mm -hmm. or is it just fool's gold still? Um, I do take the Vikings seriously. I, I, I don't have a ton of faith in Kirk Cousins, but he continues to prove, they continue to prove me wrong every week. Uh, I think they play the Bills next week, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so we're going to know more then. Like, I really think that's going to be a true test for both those teams. Is that right? Don't they play the Bills next week? Uh, as far as Minnesota goes? Uh, I think they play. Yeah, let me, let, me pull, let me pull out their schedule. Yeah, they do. In Buffalo. Yeah. And no, so it's gonna be a good one. No, Kylie just had to catch her breath still, man. She, she I was right. choking. <laughs> I still am kind of. I'm just trying to keep it together. <laughs> See, I was yeah. choking. I don't don't everyone everyone I'm fine though. It looks like everyone's really concerned. Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it should be <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um Anyway, yeah, I do think the uh, the Vikings they had a really comfortable lead too. Yeah, that NFC North is terrible. Um, I, and I want to talk about this. This is a great time for me to go ahead and slander this man because I've been saying it for the longest. Aaron Rodgers, he's finished. It's over, bro. Retired. Just go and put in, just go and sign your retirement papers, dog. It is over. It is clear that you can't make nobody better, dude. You gotta have the best talent around you, the best proven talent, as a matter of fact, 
you got a decent young talent around you, but you can't make none of these guys better, man. And you're a guy that normally owns Detroit. And for Detroit to just go ahead and shut you down and win outright, it, it's over. Like, it's over for the Packers, man. Like, <laughs> they had a great run in that division, but they are done. Yeah, I just – they can't come back from this, I don't think. Um, I think it starts in the locker room, and they don't have it. Aaron is not – He's, he's not, not committed. Not, he's a not a leader. He's not committed. He wasn't committed at the beginning of the season. He's not committed now. And I mean, I I don't want to say that he's a bad quarterback because I don't think that he's a bad quarterback. I think he can still throw. But it's more than that. And he doesn't have it right now. That man overrated. That man overrated as hell. I'm sorry. I mean, he, he had his, he's had the art talent this entire time, but – He's, his arm strength is dying down a bit, and he's he doesn't have the same the same zip on his passes like he used to. Because I remember on one, he tried to hit Torrey deep for a touchdown, and it fell short. And in the past, like Rogers, Rogers passes don't get tipped at the last minute like that. Like it's clear he's on a decline. So let's see. I mean, Rogers is on yeah the Cowboys in the past, but I don't know. I don't know now. So. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, do you think he'll retire after this season if they don't pull it together? I mean, he needs to, but I can see him trying to play still. So, I mean, we'll find out. I mean, do he's you, a – I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, what point do you think the Packers start throwing games? Or, or okay. just – I don't want to say they're throwing games, but – at some point, you got to start thinking about next season. Yeah, um, I, I really don't know. That's really hard to predict. I mean, right now, they are three and six. So, I mean, that is a thought. But then again, the NFC, let's see, the NFC, let's see who we got here. We got the Eagles. You got the, the NFC East with the Cowboys and the Giants. Uh, you got the Minnesota Vikings. You have the Niners. And you got the Seattle Seahawks, surprisingly. They lean the NFC West right now. And then the NFC South, I mean, the NFC South, I mean, that's pretty much a mess right now. But uh, the <laughs> Buccaneers the Buccaneers can still somehow win that division. Um, Atlanta's still in it. I mean, who knows, man? Anybody can win in that division. So um, at three and six, I mean, technically they're not out of it yet. But I just have a hard time believing that the Packers going to turn things around. I just – I feel like the team is done. And on top of that, they don't even use their running game like that. Um, I, know Aaron, I know Aaron Jones right. got hurt. I don't know if he's going to be out for a minute. Um, A.J. Dillon, they don't really use him. Um, this, this is the mess in Green Bay. Yeah, well, and of all those, you know, you just named all those divisions. Like, we could potentially see a playoff situation, a playoff scenario where there are three NFC East teams and three AFC East teams. If the Jets, the Dolphins, the Bills keep rolling like they're rolling, um, they're all their own worst enemy. And then again, you got the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Giants. Like we could potentially see. I mean, a lot of people were thinking AFC West was going to be that, but obviously, <laughs> Raiders and Chargers, <laughs> the Broncos. Oh yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, so based off of that, I mean, they're three and six. They do have to pull it together, and I just don't know if I see the Giants slowing down or the Cowboys slowing down to make room. Right. 
So, but um, we'll we'll see how things play out moving forward. Um, but uh, the last, basically, one of the last things I want to talk about is the MVP race. So, to Ooh. me, right now, I think the top three right now, um, any order, you know, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill. That's the top three for me, as far as MVP. I mean, who, who do you got? So you don't even you don't have you don't have Josh Allen in the top three. No. Nah. Mm. Is he in your top five? Yeah, he's in the top five, but three. Nah. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes are right up there. Tyreek Hill is an interesting one. Um, I would, I still think Josh Allen is uh, credit where it's due. He's still having a great season. Yesterday was. Uh, a little bit of a hiccup for him. I do think they'll get back on track. I think he can get back on track. I just don't think um, – I think he's got the drive to want to get back on track. So um, I'm going to save those three quarterbacks right now. But Tyreek Hill's an interesting one. The guy's on pace for, what, 2,000 yards? Yeah. He's turned that offense around. Yeah, definitely. Because, like um, – because, I mean, because I know I heard that Tua, he's undefeated this season as quarterback, you know, when he's played and all that. But – Without Tyreek Hill, I mean, does Tua even go undefeated as a starting quarterback? Like, that's another dimension to their offense. Their offense is damn near a juggernaut skill-wise, and they just added Jeff Wilson this week. And Jeff Wilson, he had a decent performance. He got in the end zone and everything. So, I mean, if Tua can stay upright, Miami, they, they can contend the AFC still. And they can still win the AFC East now. It ain't over. Yeah, no, it's not actually. So what the Bills are um, 0-2 in the division because they've lost now to the Jets and they lost to the Dolphins. Yep. Which That's is pretty crazy. To, yeah. So ooh, I don't know who's leading that division. Probably Miami, right? Um, um, they still got Buffalo at the top just because um, right now it, um, the Jets and Miami and – Knowingly, I I don't think they got their bye week shit. So, okay, I I could be wrong, but yeah, um, I know I I seen everybody else. They they played nine games. and They got the Bills playing eight games so far. Unless I got that wrong. Actually, the Bills are the one that got the bye week. Excuse me, the Bills are the only team uh, that's been on the bye okay. week. Everybody else has yet to have a bye week. So, let's see here. Um. Do you think Hurts' numbers will be good enough to actually win it? I mean, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, he's doing it through the air and on the ground, so I don't see why mm -hmm. I don't see why his numbers aren't good enough. I mean, Jalen Hurts has proven that he can actually throw the ball this season. Like he actually worked at his craft. Yeah, um, he saw how he didn't perform well in the playoff game last year against Tampa Bay, and he grinded and worked hard. And the, the, the dude's been balling out this year, so I think his numbers are definitely good enough. Yeah, for sure. I think he's, I think he's awesome. I I was a big Jalen Hurts fan last year. Um, I think what the Eagles are doing around him is awesome. I think the way that he's also rallied the team and really become a leader on that team. I know that's it's not a leadership award, but um, I just think that has a lot to do with his play on the field. And he's just proven that he can he can be that guy for them. Uh, I I personally think Patrick Mahomes is number one in the MVP race. That's probably me being a homer, or maybe I'm biased. I don't know, but he's on track for like 5,500 yards, and um, that's crazy. That's incredible. So, um, I've got Patrick Mahomes. We also saw last night 
Um, I mean, most valuable player, it's it's him. I mean, whenever he needed to put the team on his shoulder, he did, and he or on his back, he did, and he was like over my dead body game. So yeah. Yeah, that's basically what it was. I mean, Andy Reid literally asked him to go win the game. He literally depended on him to win the game, and he did just that. And, I mean, by definition of MVP, I mean, there's that. So, yeah. Uh, but right now I'm seeing Jalen Hurts. He's thrown for he's thrown for 2,042 yards, completed 68% of his passes, 12 touchdowns, only two interceptions. But what he's done on the ground is he scored – six touchdowns on the ground and his rushing yards. Let's see if I can find it. His rushing yards. Okay. His rushing yards, he's 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 got three hundred and twenty six yards rushing. So I feel like those are decent numbers, but you know, I'm with you. I mean Patrick Mahomes, he probably would be the number one guy for me right now too. So and that's nothing to get to Jalen. Right. The Eagles are undefeated. They still haven't lost shit. Yeah. So Let's see. Caleb yeah. said, if Hill breaks the receiving record in Miami, can somebody win the division or get the first wild card? He should win MVP. I mean, I'm not mad at it. it it's been a very long time since, it, since, the, since the receiver won the MVP award. I mean, he would really have to continue to be spectacular and eclipse well over 2,000 yards, I feel like, because I feel like this MVP award has turned into the quarterback award. So, For sure. It has. Uh, I think last year I really wanted it to go to Jonathan Taylor, and it didn't. And that's fine, but uh, I could I would be totally cool if, if Hill got it, deservingly got it. <laughs> yeah, and if I and if I had to name somebody on defense that could that's contended for like an MVP award, I say it's Micah Parsons. Yeah, uh, I mean, if you can name somebody on defense to be a contender for the MVP, because I mean, without that Cowboys defense, they wouldn't be where they are right now. Because I mean. Everybody was hyping up Cooper Rush and everything, but let's be honest, man. That Cowboys defense in that running game was winning them ball games. I mean, Cooper Rush, he was just out there not making a big mistake for real, for real. But, right. but you get, but I told him like y'all, y'all definitely need Dak. It's quick. Y'all definitely go, gonna need Dak for this run, and I believe Dak's gonna be better moving forward as long as the Cowboys continue that running game. So, yeah, yeah. Who they say? Who we say the pack? They play the Packers this weekend. The Cowboys. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the Packers are losing. I don't see the Packers winning. I keep thinking the Packers are gonna win. I'm like, well, this week they'll win, and then they don't. <laughs> it's right. it's real. It's a uh, rough times for Packers fans right now. Yeah. Listen, I'm listen. I'm not scared of Miami if we play them in round one. I mean, it'll be some great theater. I mean, Tyree coming back to Arrowhead Stadium, that would be something. Um, you know, be a mixture of cheers and booze and all that. But I'm not scared of Miami. As long as we can hit Tua, Tua will turn that ball over. So I know they're explosive. They got explosive skill players and all that. But if we can hit Tua a couple times, we'll be fine. And we, if we get a couple turnovers, we just got to score off of them. So, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh that's a scenario I, I don't – I don't know if I want to see that. I don't know if I'm ready for that drama, to be honest. But, uh, no, it would be it would be cool. It would be cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's going to be a bunch of storylines in that, in that one for sure. Um, yeah. There's one last thing I want to talk about before we get up out of here. 
now, speaking of the Packers, they linebacker Devondre Campbell, he got hurt in that Lions game yesterday. And he and he went on his head and talked about how the, the playing surface regards the turf. Like, he's saying that the league needs to really invest um, in grass for all 32 stadiums. Uh, here's the exact tweet. He said, this is two weeks in a row we've had players get injured on turf fields. I think it's time y'all take some of the money y'all make off of us and invest in the grass field for every team around the league. The turf is literally like concrete. It has no give when you plant. So um, I know Arizona, they they won the teams. They got the rollout grass into their little dome. So they roll, the, they roll their grass out and they grow it and then um, you know, grow it outside, you know, give it sunlight and whatnot. And then they roll, roll it back in. But – we played Arizona earlier this year, and the grass went up the par like how they usually keep it up the par. And we saw McDuffie get hurt. Now, I'm all for this idea, but it's got to be done right. Like, like every grass crew isn't like the Kansas City Chiefs, for example. The Chiefs, they do a pretty good job with they feel as far as grass is concerned. And I know Green Bay, they've been playing on grass for I don't know how long, and they feel pretty solid. So, um. What do you what do you think about that tweet in general? Yeah, I mean, obviously player safety is the number one priority in these games. And we've seen it affect the players, we've seen it affect seasons for these players. Um so I mean, I've never played on the field. <laughs> I don't have a person like any personal experience, but if a player is asking for that and needs I I think we do I think it'd be a great idea to make so much money off this league. Invested in the field, invested in longevity in these players so that they can continue to have a career and can continue to make money for the league. So, I mean, yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah, for the domes, I mean, it kind, it's kind, kind of depends. Like, um, I know some domes, they have them downtown, and if you were to have, like, a rollout uh, grass type of deal, you would really have to try to knock some space off, try to create some space for that to happen. Or you gotta mm-hmm. have, or you gotta find a way to grow the grass inside. I mean, I don't know how that would, that would get done, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm all for for what the players say. The players say that this turf is causing causing more injuries and that the the surface is not good. Um, then hey, it is what it is. I'm all for it, man. I mean, I, I'd rather them play on grass anyway. So, well, no, for sure, I agree with you, and I feel like they could. There's like grow lights and stuff. Like they could find a way to grow grass in a dome. They would just have to use different lights. Yeah. It's a real thing. As a plant mom, I can tell you. That's, that's a real there thing. There it is. There it is. There's an expert right there, so. Oh, yeah. I'm an expert on turf now. Yeah. <laughs> turf expert. Turf grass turf expert, expert, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, but, yeah. Sorry. But, yeah, um, I'm glad Kevin brought this up. I mean, I'm glad you reminded me, Kevin. Uh, Jeff Saturday got hired as the Indianapolis Colts head coach. He's the interim. Like, he has has a job yet, but he's the interim. Now, I want to break this down. Jeff Saturday, he's a guy that's been retired from the league for a while. He was one of the best centers in the league during his time. He played with the Colts, and then he briefly played with the Packers before he retired, right? Um, He's only had one year of coaching experience in high school, and his team went 3-7 and during that one year. So – he didn't even have the time to get all his get his get his kids to even build something, and now you throwing them into a situation where you got you gotta have a coach a pro football team. 
Like, right. he needs to play for right. y'all, but I'm, no. I, I feel like this is full tank mode <laughs> at this point. <laughs> what do you think about it? What do you think about him being hired as interim? Uh, I was shocked. I was shocked. Um, and it all came within, like, an hour, I feel like. We found out Frank Wright was getting fired, and then <laughs> Jeff Saturday was getting hired. And it was a lot. It was a little overwhelming. Um, it feels rushed. It feels kind of shady. Um, it doesn't feel like it's the right person for the job, but apparently they feel differently there in Indianapolis. Um, it is frustrating. I saw someone else pop up about um, Eric Bieniemy and wanting you know him to have a coaching position. And I, I mean, yeah, we all want that for him, but. Um, I mean, an interim coach isn't going to be where he's going to get that, especially in the middle of the season. So can't be too frustrated about that part. Now, I do agree that Frank Wright, he did disappoint, you know, from his first year on. Like, it feel like things are just getting worse and worse in Indy. And what's really shocked me as far as the Colts is concerned is that their offensive line play declined. Like, even they stud guard Quinn and Nelson is declined in his play this year. So – I get. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it just. It kind of sounds like the players just tuned out Frank Rice's message, and I feel like they wanted him out of there as well. It just things just didn't click. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. I also don't feel like he's had the best luck with quarterbacks, um, which is a little frustrating and might seem a little unfair if you're Frank Wright, but. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. They've definitely slid way back compared to where they were last year. Um, and then the play calling, not getting Jonathan Taylor involved. I know he's been hurt, um, but in the beginning of the season, not really getting him involved as much as he should have been. Um, definitely have some questions. So was it time? Probably. But was everything always right for him from the beginning? I don't know. Was he really given a fair chance from the beginning? I don't know. Yeah, it's like um... – like you mentioned, he basically got a bunch of retrade quarterbacks. Um, Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan. <laughs> Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. <laughs> like, yeah, his best quarterback was Phillip Rivers, and that was Phillip Rivers at the end of his career. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. That's not what you want. That's not what you want. Not good. <laughs> no. Oh, no. So I kind of feel for him, you know, but I don't know. We'll see how old Jeff Saturday does next Sunday. That should be fun. And by the way, he tweeted about the Raiders. He said that the Raiders look terrible, and he's coaching against the Raiders next week. So that should be interesting. <laughs> Grab the popcorn is all I'll say. Because who right. knows? The Raiders. Can we talk about them for one second? Yeah, I was about to bring them up. I'm glad <laughs> I was about to bring them up. I said, okay, so I call this team the favors. You know, because <laughs> that's what they are right now. They have, yeah. they have blown three double-digit leads this season. I think that's tied for the NFL record in a single season. Oh like, my goodness! They was up seventeen nothing. Um, matter of fact, let me to the it. Jags. Yeah, hold on to the Jags. <laughs> yep, to the Jags, and they had a big lead on us too. On Monday yeah, night. it's true. Yep, and then the oh. one other game. I'm trying to remember what the other game was. But they blown three double digit leads. So <laughs> I the faders, man. Look, Josh McDaniels, people was hyping him up as this so-called quality coach and everything. But 
The dude's a glorified office coordinator. He's not built to be a head coach. He's not a leader of men, and it's showing. So, yeah. I mean, what, what, what's, your, what's, your, what's your thoughts on the favors? Oh, I don't like them. I don't like the Raiders, but that's, you know, neither here nor there. So, I don't, I mean, I've never really been a big Derek Carr believer. Um, I know Devontae had a great game yesterday. He had one of his best games, I think, with the Raiders, but of course they still lost. So I think there's something to be said about not being able to hold those leads, like you said, blowing three leads like that, like that's, I don't know, to the Jags, the teams that aren't even, I mean, yeah, to us, obviously, but like, I don't, to me, the Jags aren't a great team. And for them to be able to come back, because what was the final score, 24 to 20? So the Raiders ended up not scoring more than three points or something in the second half. Yeah. And let let the Jags come back. And uh, yeah, I think that says more about their defense. I think that says a lot about what they're doing as a, a coaching staff and then the leader, the lack of leadership on the team. To be able to, and the lack of a uh, championship experience, maybe not really in situations where they can hold leads and win games. Yep, there's also that. But it just, it's just mind boggling because this was a team that was about to be out of it last season, like kind of around this time. But then they turned it around with the interim after John Gruden was let go and they got their, they found a way into the playoffs. Now, I felt like they got robbed in that game because the Bengals. I feel like there were some questionable calls in that game that led to them possibly losing. But at the same time, they had the ball last. They had the opportunity to win that game at the end or going overtime and whatnot. But, yeah, here's the other loss. Here's the other loss I found. They they had a 29 lead against Arizona. I remember that because there was fans in the stands popping bottles thinking they already had the game around. <laughs> <right. laughs> that That's right. Yeah. Too early. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. I forgot about that. Yeah, so Raiders fans, hold your celebrations to the end of the games. Learn from the Titans, because last night they celebrated a little too early, if you don't remember, if you uh, remember, Chuck. But uh, hold your celebrations to the end of the game. It's a oh long game. Goodness. Oh, my goodness. Like, they, these teams still have not learned. They don't. <laughs> they as soon as they did that, I was like, well, there it is. Don't when I was like we're down eight and you do that? No. <laughs> yeah, you know what happens next. So, yeah, seen this before. Let's see here. Y'all see see that tweet hit. Ah! Rocco's hiring Frank Wright. Hey. Could I you see it? it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dead. Oh man, uh, this that'd be like another retread quarterback. So you're gonna be coaching up Russell Wilson. That's another retread. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Hackett's oh, bad man. though. So who knows? They'll probably figure some oh god. Yeah. Anything that's a good team make the Broncos terrible. I'm with it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And just when I think they have a good decision, it just turns out to be terrible. So yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah, I feel like Frank Reich is starting to be more the glorified offensive coordinator, quarterback coach territory too. So, hey, yeah, if they want to go ahead and uh, go forward with that, I'm all for it. I'm not gonna stop them. <laughs> right. Uh, go for it. Yep. So, um, that's pretty much gonna conclude our show for tonight. Um, you got anything else, Kylie, before we get up out of here? 
I don't think so. I'm gonna go watch the uh, who is it? The Saints, Saints and the Ravens. Yeah, I'm currently watching that. Uh, Baltimore's up seven nine right now. Yeah, second quarter. So, so yeah, excited. Gonna watch that and get ready to uh, talk talk a little crap on the Jags all week as we prepare for that game. So. Yeah, that's that's one team where we haven't really had issues with in the AFC South, um, along with the Texans. It seems like we handled those teams all right. Now, the Texans, they have had a couple of games where they beat us here and there, but we've done all right against them. And I feel like the Colts and Titans have been our toughest matchup. but I, For sure. But somebody tweeted about the AFC South record that we have, and it's right around 500 for the most part within these past few years. So the AFC South, they've been a bugaboo. They've been a bugaboo. So. It happens. Hopefully we, we uh, don't struggle on Sunday. So yeah, it's actually a noon game. It's actually a noon game. So <laughs> you got your noon games back, Chiefs fans. Some of the Chiefs fans complaining. <laughs> so before we go, let's go ahead and uh, get our word from our sponsor here. Um, still got the starter jackets out right now um kylie owns one of those uh, oh it's so comfortable <laughs> yeah i bet it was comfortable too so <laughs> yeah yeah jacket will fly on you for sure so oh. got that going on um got the got the crew necks out right now got the old school crew necks out uh welcome to the crew old school vibes from the catalog of your throwback nfl dreams so go ahead and shop those shop for those and as far as they special for tonight um, they got free shipping on orders of $25 or more. So, yeah, pay homage, pay respects, go and copy some gear from homage.com. Yes. All right. So, with that being said, that's going to conclude our episode for tonight. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and share all your social media platforms. Until the next episode, we're on the Jacksonville. We out.